Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live in a wonderful information age where every, every answer to every question imaginable is at our fingertips. And even now, with the new dawning of certain AI technologies, we can even ask more advanced questions and more nuanced questions and still come up with the answer. However, there are certain questions that cause challenges. If you were to go in even to AI, whether it be ChatGPT or were to be Bard, the Google One, or whichever one you decide to utilize, and you were to ask the question about today's gospel reading, the question about why does Jesus keep silencing everybody, you would come up with a number of answers. Which one is right? How do you know which one is right? Probably one of the more popular ones among at least some more secular theologians. Yes, I said that, secular theologians. They're out there. It was actually originally invented by a man by the name of William Reed, W-R-E-D-E, back in the 1800s. He theorized that the Gospel of Mark was actually written by the early church in order to explain why Jesus was so silent about who he was in the early part of his ministry. Even further, he wanted to explain some of the debates that they had around 300 A.D., specifically what's known as the Arian Controversy. Reed argues that Jesus wasn't actually the Messiah until after his resurrection. Now, if you were to get that answer, it sounds very nice. In fact, that kind of an answer sounds Maybe, maybe understandable. You read through it and it makes some kind of sense, but it really doesn't, does it? There's, there's a lot of questions that come along with such a theory. And the more you kind of tease that out, the more questions emerge. One of the problems with Reed's theory is, first of all, when the Gospel of Mark was written. If you follow Reed, the Bible, the, the book of the Bible, the Gospel of Mark, couldn't have been written until at least 200, if not 300 A.D. But we've actually dug up manuscripts that place it more in the 2nd century, 120, 130, and that's the latest date. A lot of people believe now that it was actually written closer to 50 or 60 A.D. We have manuscripts that is a first problem with his theory. The second problem, among many, is that the church was never quiet about the M Messiah. That They were never quiet about who Jesus was. It was only later adopted as a theory. And in fact, all the early church documents have no problem talking about Jesus as the Christ. No, Reed's theory, sometimes titled the messianic secret does not hold well under scrutiny. And so we're still left with the question, what's going on? Why is Jesus silencing all these people? And not just today. Today he silences some demons, but even last week he silenced some demons. And even in the weeks to come, we're going to find some other text in the Gospel of Mark where he silences people and tells them, not to tell who he is. And so what's going on? 
Another theory that has gained some popularity in recent years is this idea of reverse psychology. Jesus is like the great parent pulling a fast one on people. He's telling them not to tell anybody because he knows that they're going to go town to town to town and tell everybody exactly who he is. And so Jesus is doing this in order to trick people. That should be your first clue, by the way. Jesus is not out to trick people. Not to mention, this would actually make Jesus out to be a liar. He tells people not to tell anybody because he wants people to tell everybody. That's the next one. It also doesn't work because, quite frankly, even after that, Jesus has a hard time even getting into towns. And so if the goal is to spread the gospel of Jesus, if the goal is for him to go into these towns and to tell the good news, well, this whole reverse psychology works against him. Because later, he can't even go into towns. His name is so widespread, so known, that everywhere he goes, he can't even make it into the towns. And so we have two theories. We do our little Google search. We do our AI search. We do whatever it is that we need to do. And we end up with two theories. The messianic secret which falls flat when you actually look at history at all. It falls flat when you understand that the manuscript evidence actually doesn't support it. The early Christian writings don't support it. And in fact, even when we read the gospel, it doesn't quite support it. Because Jesus does tell people who he is. It is not some big secret. The reverse psychology falls flat. It falls flat because it just doesn't make sense with the text and it just doesn't make sense with who Jesus is. Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the Son of God. He is not going to lie to us. He's not going to deceive us for some quick short-term gain. And that's certainly not what the Gospel of Mark is teaching us and telling us today. And so we have two theories, two well-known theories, and yet two theories that just, just don't work. So what is going on? What is Jesus doing, and why is he doing it? Over the years, as I've studied through Mark, and in fact, you know, a few years ago during the pandemic, it was the Gospel of Mark that we did a, a walkthrough with. I made these videos. You can still actually find them on the app if you're interested. They're not, they're not in order, unfortunately. Uh, I took a look the other day. They're still out of order, <laughs> the videos are. But, but I did a video for almost every single verse, and we did a good walkthrough in the Gospel of Mark. And one of the things that becomes very, very apparent is Jesus, as he goes through his ministry, has purpose. He's not doing things by accident. He's not doing things without a cause. He's doing things on purpose. And one of the interesting things about this is, is that Jesus does silence people. He does. He silences the demons. He silences the people. He asks people not to tell anybody after he heals them until the cross. That is to say, 
once he starts talking to his disciples about what he is going to do, that he is heading to Jerusalem to die on a cross and rise again for their salvation, the secret gets out. That is to say, he no longer tries to keep it a secret. Jesus wants you to hear the word of God, but he, but he wants to make sure that you hear it with the gospel. The law of God can be overbearing. The law of God can accuse. The law of God can be overwhelming. And Jesus wants you to hear the word of God, but he wants you to hear the word of God through the very cross of Christ. He wants you to hear the word of God through the very actions which he took for your sake and for your salvation. Yes, you are a sinner. Yes, you have sinned. Yes, you have fallen short. But yes, Christ also died for you. Christ also shed blood for you. That you would be forgiven. That you would be washed clean. Both are true. Yes, as we venture out into this world, as we search for answers, even if we are using AI or Google or whatever it happens to be this week, we're going to make mistakes. We're going we're gonna to fail at times. We should definitely try to do the best that we can. We should try not to fail, but we should always remember that even in the midst of that, even in the midst of our own failure, of our own shortcoming, that even when the law of God seems to come down on us the hardest, there is also the gospel. There is also the very cross of Christ. There is also the fact that we are saved, not through our works, but through the very works of Christ Jesus, our Lord. So yeah, Christ silences those. He silences those until the cross. But once the cross is revealed for what it is, there is no more silence. Then there is only proclamation. Proclamation of the good news. Proclamation of who Christ is. Our Lord, our Savior. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, let us...